right, let's see. Let's see how it sounds. What is up, fam? You've got Laura here recording in the living room studio today. Frankie's with me. He's chilling right now. So if you're hearing a little a little pug snore or something, that's just him. Uh, if he gets a little worked up, you might hear you might hear some other pug noises in the background. I'll try to cut those out as much as possible. Make it easy on easy on your ears. So episode is going to be a little pep talk, a little uh, amp up kind of conversation on surviving the holiday season. So for all my all my beautiful bikini ladies, all my fit chicks, everyone out there, this time of year, is it's a tough time. It's a time where it's a little tricky to navigate, not only whether you're in prep, but also if you're in off season, it's it's not really easy for any of us in a lot of ways. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of great things that go on during the holidays. Don't get me wrong. But there are definitely some challenges, at least with staying fit and finding a healthy balance with our body and mind. And, and so what are some of those things? Well, there's a lot more social events. There's a lot more meals with our family. And there might be expectations around our choices. That, And I don't just mean food. I mean drinking, too. Um I did a little Zoom call with my with my ladies, my clients earlier this week and we were chatting about this and the funny thing is this was definitely not the case in my early 20s but nowadays whenever I see my mom if she's drinking, if she's having a glass of wine, she wants me to have one too and it's so funny because she was so against drinking when I was young and when it was you know not legal and even early in my 20s when it was legal, she didn't, you know, she didn't really encourage it and it's like now that I'm an adult all she wants is for me to partake with her. But we've got expectations around our choices. It can be harder to plan ahead for what we're doing, what's go- what's going on. We might be traveling. There's a lot of food guilt and food fears that can go on. And there's also this thing called the fear of missing out. You know, that's especially maybe for my prep ladies, you know, and, and just in solidarity, I want you ladies to know my first two years competing, I only did winter shows. My very first competition competition season, I prepped through Thanksgiving, Christmas, my birthday, New Year's Eve. And I was able to work it out with my coach to have some cheat meal type things on the specific holidays. Not all of them, but not too bad, you know, but it is rough. You know, not only not only is it a little tricky with all the holiday stuff and you kind of feel like you're missing out, but at the same time too, you're at this ultra low body fat where you're just extra, extra cold no matter what you do. And it's cold out whether you're in you know, Nebraska or sunny Southern California. It's a little colder. So let's start by addressing maybe some of the food guilt and the emotional side first. And I want to just put this out there because especially as competitors, there's so much, there's so much emotion that goes into what we do. And I want to make it really clear that one meal or one day of heavy eating or one day of, you know, really letting loose is not going to destroy all of your progress. Keep in mind that for each gram of carbohydrates consumed, about three to four grams of water are also going to be stored. So a lot of times when we eat this big meal or we have a big heavy day of eating, we're holding on to a lot of water weight the next day. It's not that, it's not that our weight increased so much because we gained all this body fat. It's that we're, we physically got the weight of the food in our body and in our muscle tissue, and then we've got a lot of water retention. And, and I really want to encourage anyone out there, not just my competitors, but just my ladies trying to be fit, trying to live a, live a healthy lifestyle, 
food, exercise, and restriction are not and should not be transactional, meaning because I ate this pumpkin pie, I now need to go do 30 minutes on the treadmill to burn it off. That is that is not healthy. That is not a healthy mindset. That is an eating disorder. That is essentially, there is a form of bulimia where we exercise to compensate for our eating. So let's try to stay away from the idea that because we've eaten, we need to go burn it off, okay? If, we've, if we ate too much, if we overdid it a little bit, if we made some choices that we don't feel the proudest of, hey, that's okay. You know, let those sit with those emotions for a moment. That might change, might help you make different choices in the future. And then go hit the gym, move some weights, push yourself really hard. Your body's going to be full of glycogen and stored carbs. You're going to feel really freaking strong. Go push some weight around, you know? Maybe do a little cardio if you want to get get your sweat on, get some of the salt and water out. But please do not feel like because you ate, you need to go burn it all off. That is not a healthy mindset in long term. That's going to do way, way more damage than it will good in the short term. So what are some strategies? All right. So what are some strategies we can implement to make this all easier to manage? There's more social events and whatnot. So here's the thing. Be, be a nice house guest, bring food or items to share, bring stuff that you feel good about. Be the person that brings a salad or brings a veggie tray or both. Bring things that you feel good about. A super simple one is for holidays, bring shrimp cocktail. Shrimp is pretty much 100% protein and very low calorie. And that's an easy way where you can make sure that you're going to get a little extra protein with whatever meal is being served. And uh, right now, right now, you guys, I'm noticing that Frankie is just chilling on his bed snoring. So I hope that's not picking up on the audio. Apologies if it is. We've also got more meals with our family and loved ones. There might be expectations around our food choices. So I want to really encourage you to anticipate whatever scenario you might be walking into and maybe come prepared with the words and phrases that you want to you want to have in your in your toolbox if you need to pull them out, because people can get sensitive. They can feel, you know, especially if we're a competitor, that we're judging their choices, that, you know, they don't feel good about what they're doing if if everyone else is not partaking in food and drinks the same way. So come prepared with the tools and the phrases that are going to let you off the hook easily, meaning we're not creating any additional conflict. We're showing our loved ones we care about them, but we're also letting them know that, hey, I'm just working towards this goal right now. This is temporary, you know, it's not always going to be like this. I just, and I really appreciate you and I appreciate this amazing spread. But for today, I've got to just stick with, stick with my food, you know, or whatever, whatever that expression might look like to you. Let's chat about maybe some healthy habits that we can also implement during the season that will just make our lifestyle easier to maintain. So first of all, first of all, boo, drink your water, drink all the water, still strive to hit at least that gallon a day really simple rule and stay active. Even if you can only get short little outdoor walks, let's say you're staying with family, you can always encourage them after the Christmas dinner or Christmas meal to say, Hey, let's all go for a 10 minute walk. It's going to help our digestion, get a little calorie burn in, get some steps in, and you're not going to feel, feel so uncomfortably full. And in that same vein, eat until you're full, not until you're stuffed. The fullness cue takes about 30 minutes to kick in. So eat slow, take your time snack on some appetizers. If you scarf all the food down in five minutes, you might still feel hungry and go way, way past the point where your body's full into the point where you need to unbutton the skinny jeans at the dinner table. So let's let's try to, not to go there. 
And then the last thing too, if you're in a mode where you're logging your food or your food journaling, I would encourage you to keep doing it. Keep doing it, even if you're not perfect, even if you're going to be way off your macros or way over your macros, just do it. Subconsciously, you'll make better choices. You'll have some awareness. You'll have better data to know, oh, my weight actually stayed the same, even though I ate maybe a thousand calories above my typical meal plan yesterday. You'll have all that data. If you don't log, you don't learn anything. So I know it can be tough to do. It can be tough to see the consequences of our choices if we, if we have a day where our calories are way, way up there. But it's not the end of the world. Don't, don't stress about it. One more thing, too, I just want to express is during this time, especially if you're on prep, especially to my beautiful, beautiful ladies who might be pushing themselves, killing it in the gym, practicing their posing in a bikini in the gym when it's cold out, that this time of year, focus on the company and the companionship rather than the food itself. Don't focus on the food. Focus on spending the time with your loved ones, having quality conversations, really catching up with people. And that will also make it seem a little bit more, I don't know, festive, enjoyable. And, and another thing too, another thought, maybe for those that are on prep or, or just off season, whatever, plan holiday activities that don't revolve around food. Things like ice skating. A lot of places have outdoor ice skating rinks in the winter. Christmas shopping, just going to the mall, walking around. You get your steps in, get a little activity. Go to the movies. Yeah, the movies are food-centered, but you can you can pack a little thing of almonds or something in your purse if you want, or some celery sticks and get a Diet Coke. You know, whatever whatever works for you. You can go on little light tours, you know, the neighborhoods and things where they go all out for the Christmas lights. Go, you know, with your friends or with your man. Go drive around, go check that out. You don't really need to have food with you for something like that. You could bring a cup of coffee or hot tea or something, and that'll make it really nice and enjoyable. And also things like white elephants or gift exchanges. You know, all of these things are very, very festive. They're fun activities you can do to get in the holiday spirit that aren't completely centered around food. So encourage your friends and loved ones to join you for activities like these. You don't even have to make it about your prep or about your fitness goals. Just invite them to do this stuff. You know, try to try to shift the types of activities that maybe you're doing this time of year so that it isn't all about food 24-7. And a couple more specific strategies for those of us that may be on prep. So for the big holidays like Christmas, Thanksgiving already passed us, New Year's, um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever whatever else you may celebrate, try to talk with your coach about a timed refeed or a holiday meal or like a cheat meal. I'm using bunny ears here. I just don't like, I don't like the word cheat meal. Um, refeed, you know, talk that, talk about that with your coach. If, especially if you've got a good amount of time after the holidays before your actual show, if you're not a couple weeks out, should be no big deal to have to have a meal or some type of refeed so you can enjoy a little bit. And lastly, I also want to say, you know, all the strategies I talked about, it's just that you've got to be a little more strict, focusing on the company, remembering that food is not going anywhere. Food and the yummy foods that you want to eat, they're not falling off the face of the earth. You don't need to stockpile food in your pantry like the apocalypse is coming. You really don't. I promise Trader Joe's will still be there after your show. All the donut com- all the donut bakeries will still be there. All the cookie companies online, they will all still be there. You don't need to stash away food. You're just setting yourself up to have a rebound, really. And just remember at the end of the day that food 
and giving and receiving love are not the same thing. And I'm sure some of you out there, depending especially on the culture you grew up in, are like, what are you talking about, Laura? Of course it is. That's the only way. That's the main way my mom expresses love or my dad shows love. And I even had a client say this, that she has a family member that is known for their cooking, loves to cook, and almost all year she's been on prep, so she hasn't been able to partake. So just reminding them, you know, if you can, if you're not on prep and you can enjoy, all right. And if you can't, just reminding them how much you love and appreciate them, you know, things like just saying that, just the verbal affirmation that you love them and appreciate what they're doing is huge for most people. And outside of that, you know, physical, physical affection, give them a big hug, tell them how much you appreciate them and give them a big hug. I guarantee you they're going to feel appreciated. And just remember that that food, it's not, it's not love. We, we tie a lot of emotions to food, but at the end of the day, it's a very temporary dopamine hit. And then you're just going to go back to feeling whatever you were feeling before. If not worse, if you're eating a bunch of packaged processed stuff, and then you've got a a little bit of a food hangover to deal with the next day. So, you know, sharing all this, I probably sound a little bit like the Grinch, but I'm also sharing this from a place of I've been there. I've done it. I've been on prep multiple times through the holidays. It's not my favorite. I I usually don't recommend it to first time competitors. I think I did it so well my first couple years because I'm a little bit of a psycho and I just... I've wanted to compete and be a bikini pro for so long, and I definitely have that psycho part of my brain. If you're not in that mode, or if you're like, okay, I want to try competing and just check it out, see what it's about, maybe maybe consider not prepping during the holidays. Maybe try to you know, schedule the timeline of your shows a little different. But regardless, maybe you're freshly done competing. Maybe you just did nationals. Maybe you just did a November show, and you're trying to reverse smartly, and you're trying not to rebound, and you want to be smart and make good progress and build lean muscle and avoid over overly excessive body fat gain. This time of year can be tricky for that too, even if you're not prepping. So just know that all of these tips and all this advice, it comes from a place of love. You don't need to be perfect reversing. You don't need to be perfect during the holidays. But what I, what I know I wouldn't want and I wouldn't want for a client or a friend is for this time of year to become an absolute free-for-all And now all of a sudden we look at ourselves in the mirror on January 1st, we realize that we're 15 to 20 pounds up and we're hating what we see looking back at us. That is not a good feeling. That is a, that is a bad feeling. That is a, that is a low, that is a really, really low feeling to look in the mirror, to not recognize yourself or just to not like what you see. That is a sad feeling. And I don't want that for any of you. So take, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. It's all meant to be helpful It's meant to be strategies and tools in your little toolbox you can take with you. Um, And yeah, just just know that at the end of the day, babes, all my advice, all my thoughts, all my rambling comes from a place of love. It comes from a place now too of I've been there, I've done that, and and I understand. I understand. So I hope this was valuable to you. Next week's episode will likely be an Olympia themed episode. I am planning to go to that with Toxic Angels Bikinis. It should be a whirlwind of a weekend, but I am so excited, you guys. And I just want to thank you for your your continued support of the podcast. This fall, I was dealing with a sinus infection for almost a month, and uh, it's just made getting on back getting back on track with life and content and all that really difficult. So I just really want really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for your support. 
your encouragement, and I will catch you guys in the next one.